We're on the air live tonight, 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546 is the number. Online tonight. Uh, yes, officer? Hey, clock is 40 miles an hour back there. Do you know what the speed limit is, you Well, according to that sign right there, it's 40 miles an hour. Step out of the car, please, sir. Wait a second. Aren't you Stan's little friend? Sir, step out of the car, please. Yeah, you're the one who always plugs up the toilet at our house. Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. That's me, I'm Max. Welcome to Online Tonight, where we talk about the latest in tech, pop culture, and more. What is more? Well, it's usually random stuff that I think's cool or geeky or food-related. Uh, we went to DCA again, which is a Disney California Adventure for the Lunar New Year, and had some more food, got to try some things. We were nervous about uh, one of the spicy chicken dishes. We ended up getting it, and you're absolutely right. It was fine. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were hesitant for no reason. In fact, it was one of the most enjoyable things that I had that day. And I was stuffed. Uh, so, uh, and then I almost wanted a ride. I'll explain that later. But more importantly, we're here to talk with you. Answer your tech questions, whether it's regarding Macintosh, PC, your phones, home theater. I love 3D printing. I have five Raspberry Pis that I use for all kinds of things. Prototyping for uh, a patent that I've got pe- pending. I use it for home automation. I use it for all kinds of stuff. Gaming. I have a a gaming system based on a Raspberry Pi. So anything you want to talk about, I'd love to hear from you. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Toll-free telephone number. 1-800-396-6546 is our toll-free telephone number. We also take text and email. Our text number is 951-395-1017. 951 395 1017 and email show at online tonight.com. Now, that's a one way kind of thing. We're not going to respond to those. So, if you want to have a dialogue, obviously, the phone is the best way to reach us. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So, you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? The phone lines are open. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Victoria's there. She's going to go through your emails, your texts, and, of course, take your calls. So before we jump into that, let's talk a little bit about AI news. OpenAI, who you may or may not know, is the inventor of ChatGPT, and they have really changed the world uh, in the uh, short amount of time that it's been available. Uh, Microsoft has partnered with them. Uh, Google's chasing them. Apple has bought 30-plus AI companies to compete and offer something better than them. 
So they are definitely the current leader in the space, and they just keep on improving and improving. They just announced that they are created this new uh, text-to-video AI model. It's called Sora, or uh, that's how I'm going to pronounce it, S-O-R-A, Sora. And it allows you to take just text, just words, and then it will generate up to a minute-long video. And it uh, seems to have pretty good quality, according to the, the site that I headed over to, which, of course, is openai.com slash Sora, S-O-R-A, as I mentioned. And they are already kind of uh, expecting criticism. So they have at the bottom of the page, it says, safety. We will be taking several important safety steps ahead of making Sora available in OpenAI's products. We are working with red teamers, not to be confused with uh, gray teamers, green teamers, or blue teamers, or the teamsters. And what is a red teamer? They're domain experts in areas like misinformation, hateful content, bias, uh, deep fakes, things like that. And they will be there to help uh, make sure that there are no uh, buddy using it in a way that they don't deem acceptable. And that's always kind of the challenge is that when you have a new technology, uh, who's the gatekeeper? And what if you feel that it's for good and they decide that it's not for good and then you get uh, restricted in some way? Of course, they have already had this thing called, uh, I don't know if it's their product or a third-party product, but I've used this thing called Dual E3, like Wall E3, but with a D, Dual E3. And what it allows you to do is create images uh, in a similar fashion. But now they've extended that to work with text to video. So that's, that's pretty interesting. One of the things I have only used chat GPT a few times. I think I've mentioned that before. And the problem that I have is that the language model is so old, it doesn't give me the new information that I want. But if I'm looking for code examples or I'm I'm trying to do some historic research or something like that or help me write a resume or or come up with new ad copy or something it, it's great at that but one of the things that kind of frustrates me is sometimes I'll ask chat, uh, chat GPT for some information and then I'll head over and do something else or somebody will come in the office and I'll get distracted or affiliate will call and ask for, you know, custom liners or any number of things. And so then I will go back to chat, uh, chat GPT after a few days and say, hey, remember when we talked about uh, this marketing thing and I was trying to kind of fine tune this copy and uh, I, I wanted to get, I wanted to give you some updates and see if maybe that would change the, the language a little bit in the, in the copyright. And it doesn't work. You have to go back and you have to tell it all of the stuff you did again. Well, OpenAI Chat GPT has now added what they're calling digital memory so that you can recall, go back, have it remember previous conversations more like a human. There's many times where I have, I, in fact, I did this today. I emailed somebody that I haven't talked to since October, November of last year, and I said, hey, remember when we had this discussion and I wanted to ask you some additional information? I didn't have to go back 
necessarily, uh, at least not so far. I haven't heard back. Uh, because the person probably recalls the information or they can look through the notes or the emails or the or the voicemails and then say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I remember what's going on now. OpenAI didn't have that. Chat GPT didn't have that. Now it's going to have that, and it has some additional features, like you're going to be able to customize how, how, how much it rem- remembers, what types of things it remembers. So that's going to be helpful. I, at least for me, that's going to be very helpful. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. It has a whole managed memory section. And so it, uh, it remembers a lot of things. The example that they have on the website, which I find interesting, is uh, you have a two-year-old daughter named X. And uh, X likes jellyfish, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there was recently a warning that said, uh, don't give AI too much personal information because it might be adding it back into the uh, language model. And you don't want to necessarily give it a ton of information, like maybe your mother's maiden name or what state and year you were born, because some of these things can help uh, nefarious people get into banks. It can help, uh, you know, help them uh, steal your identity, uh, all kinds of other reasons. Also, it's it's tiny bit creepy, maybe that you that it knows some very intimate and personal details about you. And who's to say that it won't get referenced in and a, and a request from somebody else. You know, t- tell me about someone from California that has this marital status and this many children and has a, has a problem with, you know, eating too much uh, peanut butter. Uh, you know, it might pop someone like me up to the top of the, the, uh, the text and then give out some information that I may or may not want to share. So... Be careful what you give the AI model when it comes to personal information. I think that's a general rule anyway. Treat them like a knowledgeable stranger that you want to get advice from, but you don't want to uh, give them your whole life story just in case. Just real fast, Gemini 1.5 is already on the horizon. It's almost ready. The next version of Google's model is better, faster, and it will be here before you know it. Are you using these AI technologies? What are you using them for? Are you using them to create uh, AI versions of Instagram models or what? Give me a ring. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Stay tuned. The geek speak phrase for this hour is pod fade. We'll get back to that in just a moment. It's brought to you by Anchor. I've used other Anchor products like their dongles or hubs, but I didn't realize that they are the world's number one mobile charging brand with over 200 million products sold worldwide. They've been a pioneer in charging technology for over 10 years. You should check out the Powerhouse 767. Think of it as a giant battery-operated generator. It has AC outlets and USB charging ports on there. There's 13 of them on there. And it's great for RVs, outdoor recreation, home backup. Find all the amazing Anchor products at olttv.com slash anchor. That's olttv.com slash A-N-K-E-R. 
Now, pod fade. Uh, in, in marine biology, this might refer to a sad-looking group of orcas, right? But in the tech world, this is a condition that can happen to a lot of podcasters. There seems to be no end to the plethora of new podcasters, whether it's celebrities, influencers, or just regular people like you and I. Although you can, can't really throw a rock anywhere these days without hitting one of these hosts, podcast hosts, the, tune, the turnover rate is extremely high. Many people enthusiastically start a podcast and then they find trouble continuing it. You know, maybe it happens quicker with other people, maybe after the you know, second or third episode. Uh, some people take a, you know, a bit longer, uh, and then the podcast goes cold. And that is a condition known as pod fade. That is this hour's Geek Speak pod fade. Online tonight. Trying to figure out where the turkey bacon is on this pig. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right. Don't forget to give us a call, 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. Love talking with you, answering your questions uh, regarding tech, pop culture, and more. A little bit more AI news. We have uh, the Galaxy AI feature, which we've talked about, especially on the new S24. Uh, But it is including a feature called Live Translation. And what makes it even better is that it's going to, you're going to be able to hear it right in your Galaxy Buds. So you'll be, soon, you're going to be able to translate a conversation in real time. And that's going to come straight from your your uh, your earbuds. If, uh, you know, Apple has their kind of ecosystem and, and people really kind of stay in that space. And Samsung has been really good about uh, cloning that or emulating that in that they have the, the Galaxy Watch, they have the Galaxy Buds, they have a, a whole line of different phones. And so it's nice when you pair these things together and you keep them up there. Uh, the live translation feature, which allows users to make a phone call to someone speaking another language. In fact, they had a demo of it at the S24 launch where you could, if you were pressed, you could go into a booth and you could call someone in Korea and you could talk to them in your native language, and then it would translate it uh, for them. They would then hear it in their native language. It would then, they would respond, and then it would translate it, and you would hear it in your language. Pretty neat, pretty neat technology. And all of this is going to be able to be done with the earbuds instead because, of course, it has a built-in microphone, it has a built-in speaker, so that seems like a natural thing to do. Um, I, I was actually surprised that it didn't start out that way, but I guess they needed a little bit more time to kind of flush out the feature, very similar to what other vendors do these days where they will launch something and it's, you know, almost there. Uh, sometimes it just takes a, a little bit to get the update. Sometimes it takes a little bit more. So, so there you go. What is Apple doing in their AI space? There's been a lot of uh, speculation about, you know, are they behind? What are they doing? I think we've mentioned on a couple different shows that they, in the last year, have acquired over 30-plus, I believe the number is 32, AI startup companies uh, because they don't, 
they, unlike what Microsoft is doing and some other companies where they're partnering with OpenAI, obviously Google has their own. Um, Microsoft is partnering with OpenAI. Uh, Apple, of course, wants to control and and be able to tweak and own and have the, the people under their own umbrella. So this is why they acquire companies. Uh, a report has come that Apple is training both Siri and Spotlight uh, to use a large language model, or LLM, is the acronym in the AI world, with the goal of improving each feature's ability to answer more complex questions. So you can go into Spot... The, so Spotlight is interesting in, for me in a couple different areas. I use a lot of uh, large storage arrays, whether it be cloud storage or a SAN. Um, if, if you want to talk about you know, home raids, I'm, I'm absolutely happy to do that. Love to do it. Give me a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE. But I have multi-terabyte uh, NASs and SANs at my location and one of the things that you don't always find what you're looking for on a giant search, even though Spotlight's really great about indexing those types of things and helping you find by keyword, uh, maybe something that had a little bit of AI to it might be able to help you find things a little bit quicker. Uh, let me see if I can give you an example. Remember the, the uh, holiday letter where I mentioned... Uh, something about the, the, you know, the family going on a trip. Now, the word trip, the word family is probably in it. But if you were just to spotlight the word family, you're going to get way too many things. Holiday. It, so having something that's intelligent that can look into each document or each flyer or each message and, and kind of interpret things, what, what is considered a holiday. Oh, Thanksgiving's a holiday. Some people consider Halloween a holiday. Is New Year's a holiday? Is it, or, is, or is it more an event, right? So, it, it, you know, there's a little bit of ambiguity there. People may not know if you mean holiday. Is, is Valentine's Day a holiday? Could be. And so, you know, you want to have something that has a little bit more intelligence in there. And then maybe it was a, a Christmas letter. Maybe it was a Thanksgiving letter. Maybe it was a President's Day letter. <laughs> uh, that's a holiday for workers, so it would be great for the AI to be able to be smarter and help you find the things that you want instead of limiting you to a keyword that may or may not even be in the document in the first place. So having, you know, having a true assistant that's going to be able to really, what is it you really mean? What is it you're actually looking for to help you find these things? That would be, that would be wonderful. I, again, always very curious on how you're going to use AI. Are you are you excited about the possibility? Are you fearful? Uh, do you think it's going to take over all of our jobs? And and uh, what are we going to do with ourselves? We're all going to become Instagram influencers and go travel because the only money to be made in the future is going to be uh, getting people to go on trips. Uh, the people on the cruise, they didn't seem to be very happy about it. All right, so... Give us a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE. Stay tuned.
Online Tonight is live and on the air at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online Tonight. If redness, swelling, or irritation occurs, increase your listening time by one hour per day. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Thank you so much for including us in your weekend. Greatly appreciate it. I am Max, and a toll-free telephone number is 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. Give us a ring. Let's have a chat. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? 23 minutes before the hour, the phone lines are open. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Victoria's there, ready to take your call. Uh, she'll also be going through your emails and your text. If you'd like to text us, 951-395-1017. 951-395-1017. Email show at onlinetonight.com. Show at onlinetonight.com. Uh, a little bit more news before we get to calls. Mark Zuckerberg recently reviewed the Apple Vision Pro headset, and he had a lot to say about it. As the kids would say, or the teens would say, I don't know how accurate these commercials are that we hear sometimes, but uh, maybe he's a little jelly. Maybe he's a little jealous. Uh, But he did a video that was released on Instagram and uh, TikTok. I saw it on YouTube. Uh, He posted a video, apparently from his living room, using the pass-through cameras on the MetaQuest 3, and they had to, to show the guy sitting in front of him with a with his headset on, recording him. Uh, so I, I found that to be amusing. But uh, Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg was saying, hey, you know, uh, the the MetaQuest 3, I thought, you know, was uh, a, good, a good product and it was the best product for the price, being that it's seven times cheaper. But after playing with the Apple Vision Pro, I think, and these are his words, that the... MetaQuest 3 is the best product, period. And then he went on to just talk about how the, you know, the display works and how the cameras work and that they've had decades of working with content providers to create more things for you to experience. Uh, he did kind of throw an interesting little aside out there, which is he really liked the eye tracking that the Apple Vision Pro has. But he said, we've also had that in the, uh, the Quest Pro or the Quest Ultra or whatever, and we're going to be bringing that back uh, so that, you know, it'll be a feature. He also said that typing and some of the hand gestures just aren't there yet on Apple's product and that theirs are a little bit more refined and they, they give you the option of using these little handheld controllers, which, you know, react quicker and, and better and and things like that. So if you want to check that video out, uh, you sure can. 
it's uh, it's clearly out there. The Quest 3, as you may or may not know, is starting in the $500 range, and the Vision Pro is starting at $3,500 before you add uh, straps and extra batteries and... and um, uh, what is the other Apple Care? That's another uh, bit of money. If you want to go back a couple weeks, we did a whole thing on the cost and the accessories and and all of those things. He's also very proud of the fact that you know there's no dangly wires and it is uh, 120 grams lighter. It it almost sounded like the way he worded that I thought was awkward because it almost sounded like he knew about the weight of the. Vision Pro before they made it, and he said we made it 120 uh, milligrams or I don't know grams, whatever lighter. It almost sounded like he did that on purpose ahead of t- you know after the fact or after these two were were being made together. Quest Three came out first, so just the wording of that I thought was kind of weird. How is the Vision Pro doing? Apple Vision Pro, some of the fans are already starting to return their units. When you buy a product from Apple, you kind of get this little uh, period of time where if you go back into an Apple store, you can say, you know what, Uh, this was not a good purchase for me and I I would like to give it back. And so the first wave of Vision Pro buyers uh, have passed. You you get a 14-day window. Uh, from from Apple when you purchase something, and they they'll allow you to to return it as long as you haven't broken it. Uh, so there you go. Despite being uh, here's a quote from uh, one one of the people who returned their unit. Apparently, despite being a magic as magical to use as I had hoped, it was simply way too uncomfortable to wear even for short periods of time. Both due to the weight and the strap design, I wanted to use it but dreaded putting it on. Uh, this was a post that uh, the people at The Verge, which is where I got this article, uh, found that they, you know, they had talked to some of the people who were returning the device. Uh, others are saying, wow, it's just way too expensive and unwieldy to try to get used to the constant headaches, the eye strain that they were experiencing. So there's been a lot of feedback regarding people who have had it, had it and... Uh, decided not to keep it, and there's you know there's a, as it gets more and more broadly available to people, you're going to see more videos. Obviously, we saw the video of the guy driving the Tesla Cybertruck and people going through the subways. I don't know that I would take a thirty-five hundred dollar item that could be easily snatched off my head onto a New York subway, but uh, maybe with all the cameras and maybe this person has some added security. Uh, I'm not sure. So that might be uh, that might be not something I would do. I probably would avoid a place like that in case I got I got jacked. Uh, you know, I'd worry about that in the Bay Area, in North, Northern California. I'd worry about it in Southern California. I'd worry about it in New York. I'd worry about it in Chicago. I'd, I'd probably worry about it everywhere. I don't like to take my expensive stuff out too much and and flash it around. It's not something that's subtle. I mean, people definitely see it. It draws attention. As soon as you walk by, people point and look. And, you know, if somebody has a, an idea that they, they want it, uh, there's not much you're going you're gonna to do to stop them in, in some cases. I, you know, I have a whole theory, and that is just let them take it because it's not worth you getting injured over. That 
But why put yourself at the risk? You know, that's that's where I'm at. Uh, some other reports are coming in from people who have it. And someone recently said, uh, yeah, it was fun for a while. And now I, you know, I have to, like, make a, a, a an effort to put it on because I, there's not, like, this super compelling app. There's not this... Uh, you know, watching the videos is is fine and fun, but it's it's a it's a very solo type of activity. Maybe playing a game or two, but you know, there's uh, there. I usually watch movies with friends or with family. There's you know, there's a lot of things going on, and uh, this person said that even for like the Zoom meetings and some of those things, it was. It was fine. You know, it was kind of immersive, which they thought was good. It helped keep out distractions, but they then found that their avatar type of of person that the other people were interacting with was a little distracting to the people that were working with him, as well as with uh, seeing himself. So, you know, some of the comments that are coming out are, are very interesting and this is their first ver- version of it. You know, Apple is still probably going to be tweaking this over the next many, many years. Uh, but they and apps will continue to come and and become more tuned and necessary. So, you know, uh, these things don't necessarily happen overnight. Uh, and what is the killer app? Well, TikTok is sure hoping that that it's them because they have just kicked off a native app for the Vision Pro. They're very excited about it. Of course, YouTube and Netflix are not there, but TikTok doesn't care. They are they are excited. They created a brand new app from the ground up, uh, custom made specifically to take advantage of Apple's new headset. And you can check that out in the store. You're, they're, they're very, very happy. It does kind of look a little bit similar to the traditional iOS and Android apps, but it is uh, definitely vertically oriented. It plays videos and has buttons for like, comment, favorites, etc. to make, to make uh, things easier for you to get to on that, that type of display with that orientation. It's online tonight. Stay tuned. We like to share a website with you each and every hour. This hour is www.history.com slash topics slash holidays slash presidents hyphen day because there's a holiday on Monday. Bookmark This is brought to you by Southwest Airlines. Southwest offers flights to over 100 destinations in 42 states plus Puerto Rico, Mexico, Central America, and the Caribbean. Find out more about all the destinations you could include in your next vacation at OLTTV.com slash SWA. That's OLTTV.com slash SWA. This page, the uh, President's Day page, gives you everything you could want. 
to know about the holiday that we call President's Day. We now It's now celebrated on the third Monday of February each and every year. This holiday dates back to the 1800s when it was all about remembering our first president, George Washington. Both the date and the min- meaning has kind of evolved since then. Uh, celebrations vary around the U.S., with some states focusing on specific past leaders or presidents and others honoring all the past presidents. The federal government's calendar, however, still lists the holiday as Washington's birthday. That's www.history.com slash topics slash holidays slash presidents hyphen day. I will put that link on the show notes at onlinetonight.com for today, the 17th, hour one. Uh, that's this hour's Bookmark This. Tonight. Genetically modifying turkeys so they have five drumsticks. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Sometimes I get concerned by the uh, production team here at the... Uh, palatial online tonight estates and campus and uh, location building this says poop p-o-o-p and so I'm curious what that's all about apparently the next few articles have to do with uh, excrement uh, this first one is if you all if if you hate sitting by the restrooms on an airplane because of the smell, uh, you may not want to go on certain airplanes at all. If this information is true, uh, they might be using sewage in the future to create jet fuel for airplanes. This came from CNN Travel. Uh, in the race for alternative sustainable jet fuel, some companies are getting creative. How Really? That's creative? I have a hard time being around... Uh, Cooking oil that's more than, you know, a week old. How, I would not be a good plumber. I would, I would not be a, a good person to uh, help the city, the state, the county with their, with their uh, underground distribution center that takes waste away. Uh, I, I will sniff these things out in a, in a matter of minutes. In fact, there are parts of a ballpark that I like to go to. And I can't even go on a whole other side of the building because I can smell the sewage. And it really, really drives me crazy. Uh, I, would, I would not be good at this. And so who came up with the idea? What, what genius said, hey, let's take sewage and create SAF. Uh, that stands for Sustainable Aviation Fuel. Back in, uh, in Britain, they would call it petrol. But here they call it fuel. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I'm trying to guess how you would even treat it. Do you put it like in a bag and then you, then you somehow capture the gases that come off of it? And then you what? How do you turn that back into a liquid? Or are you somehow running this through filters and then... It's making it's making me not feel good just even talking about it, trying to figure out how they how they do it. 
But apparently, commercial aviation produces more than 2.5% of global carbon emissions contributing to climate change, if you, uh, if you subscribe to that type of theory. Efforts to reduce the sector's impact are constantly being looked at and underway. And with the development of electric and hydrogen planes, uh, you know, a lot of people trying to, some, some companies are using carbon offsets and whether you believe in, in that or not, you know, the carbon's still going in the air, but if somebody pays money, then, oh, it's okay. Uh, it seems inconsistent, at least. If we have a problem, then we should try to figure out how to tackle it, but we shouldn't let people just, you know, buy a coupon and, and get off with the, the stuff. I, I mean, I clearly have an opinion on, on that, but I'm not going to be as direct with you as uh, you may expect, at least not right now. I mean, we exhale CO2, and CO2 is needed for the plants. What happens if we get rid of all the CO2? Then we're not going to have any plants. Guess where we get our oxygen? From the plants. So I, I don't know that it's necessarily a win. we got to find a balance, right? Isn't that what it's all about? we got a, a balance. Uh, and then, of course, there's a volcano that just spews a bunch of stuff and completely wrecks the atmosphere. What are we going to do about that? Are we going to... Are we going to tell the Earth, hey, stop having volcanoes and we're going to cap them off or we're going to put uh, flatulent bags like we do in California on the cows over the volcanoes? It just seems crazy sometimes. And whoever came up with the idea of turning sewage into jet fuel, uh, I, I think they should maybe do something else. This one I found interesting. Because I saw it as an art project in one place and then uh, some other social commentary in another place. And I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, here in Southern California, you know, there's a lot of beaches. There's a lot of paths by the beaches. There's some really well-to-do neighborhoods. you got Beverly Hills. you got Bel Air. you got Olympus. You've got, you know, there's, there's a fair amount of money. Uh, in this area, and then there's also a fair amount of, of poverty. Uh, but one Southern California neighborhood has had little uh, flags, basically, artful kind of flags put on dog poop, kind of uh, shaming people for not picking up their, their duties, the doo-doo. The word duty is right in it, right? You have a duty to let your dog go outside and use the restroom, and you have a duty to pick it up so that other people don't uh, stomp in it and track it into other places. I, I think that's fair. If you have a dog, then you should pick up after it. You hopefully pick after pick up after yourself when you go to the bathroom. Let me know what you think. 1-800-39-ONLINE, toll-free, 1-800-39-ONLINE. Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host, Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.
We're taking your calls right now at 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Stop yelling at me! Now, from the craziest city on the planet, this is Online Tonight, on the air toll-free at 1-800-39-ONLINE, 1-800-396-6546. And now, the host of Online Tonight, Max. That's me, Max. Thank you for joining us for another hour of Online Tonight. We greatly appreciate you including us in your week. Uh, The name of the show is Online Tonight. We talk about tech, pop culture, and more. And people always wonder, what is more? Well, pretty much anything on my mind. Like uh, our trip to Disney California Adventure and all the great food over at uh, Lunar New Year. Uh, It could be uh, about the dog. could be about travel. could be about cool or geeky things that I'm into, like video games, 3D printers, Raspberry Pis. If you have a question on any of those things, whether it be tech-related or otherwise... You can give us a call, 1-800-39-ONLINE. You can also send us a text or an email. Our text is 951-395-1017. Again, 951-395-1017. And our email address, show at onlinetonight.com, show at onlinetonight.com. But the best way, obviously, is to call the toll-free number, 1-800-39-ONLINE, because then we can have a conversation. Text and email is very one-way. Uh, we may we probably won't respond to the text or the email, and you'll have to listen to the entire show, all, all the hours, every weekend to see if we answered your question on the air, whereas if you call, we're going to answer you right then. You're going to get priority. You're going to cut the line. It's going to be like having a VIP access to your favorite theme park. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV.com slash mint. That's OLTTV.com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? Victoria is here taking your calls, checking out your text and your emails, and is ready to t- chat with you and get you queued up. Uh... One of the things that I, I'm always curious about is we, and I know some people who have been uh, taken advantage of, let's put it that way, with uh, scammers. So there's plenty of scammers out there. Hi, this is Microsoft calling you about your antivirus and, you know, uh, if you want to cancel your $399 subscription, give us a call. And then they go in and they they get you to get them uh, Google pay, play cards, or in some cases they'll have you log into your bank and they watch you log in with a key logger and, and then they go in and they clear your bank out. And I think the numbers that are being uh, represented here are probably way lower than what's really happening because I know that the people that I have personally dealt with that have been affected by this absolutely have not told anybody. They're not going to tell the cops. They're not going to tell you know, uh, too many people. I'm pretty good at keeping secrets. 
uh, especially within the family, so they were comfortable enough to share that with us. But apparently cyber criminals have brought in a record $1.1 billion uh, in scams and ransom payments in 2023. I think this is primarily focused on the uh, the ransom. Uh, you may have heard about what happened at MGM and Caesars in Las Vegas. They had their uh, systems compromised, and rumor has it that Caesars may have paid upwards of $30 million to get control of their computers again. Uh, here's what I thought was really interesting. There is a, there is a DEF CON uh, conference. It's like a trade show. It's a gathering where people come of like-minded individuals similar to CES or NAB or NAM. What are those? CES is the used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show. And you would go and you would see all the new phones and the new TVs and the cool robot vacuums or the robots that clean your pool or you know they've added a bunch of stuff now like flying cars. Back in the day it used to be car systems, speakers, uh, you could even get your car tricked out where it would have a waterfall or a display that would pop out. Uh, displays, TVs, video players in your cars were very big for a while there. Didn't see very many of those at this year's CES. And then and uh, NAM is the National Association of Music Merchants. I believe that's what it is. And so if you're, if you're into music or podcasting or production and you're interested in microphones, guitars amps, mixers, you know, things like that. That would be there. Uh, Defcom is a uh, a place where they say hackers, but I don't like to use the word hacker in in that uh in that area because you know, hacking to me is evil. And sometimes just modifying something so that it performs better and meets your needs is a good hack. We we probably all watch life hacks on on YouTube or or uh, Instagram, TikTok, etc. That's a hack because it improves the things that you're doing. So I think hacking is good sometimes. Cracking and uh, cyber crimes, those types of things, those are the bad things. Well, there has been a conference in at Caesars for decades called DEFCON, where a bunch of of people would come. And, you know, they always have a fun little competition, like somebody would take over one of the big giant displays outside and put up their name or something. You know, it was innocent fun. Nobody was getting hurt. Well, after Caesars got uh, cyber ransom earlier last year, they uh, canceled the DEFCON conference that was held at Caesars. And luckily, the Las Vegas convention came over there and and did that. So the FBI has announced that an operation was thwarted that had brought in over $130 million in ransom payments for several months in 2022. And a variety of cyber criminal groups have struck, as I mentioned, hospitals, schools, casinos in 2023. And even though some of these big companies aren't really saying how much they paid out, the estimate is that $1.1 billion uh, was paid out. And that doesn't even include, I'm looking at this report, doesn't even include individuals. And there was a great movie, maybe Miss Victoria remembers this, uh, Beekeeper. Yeah, thank you, uh, Miss Victoria. The Beekeeper was about uh, a lady who got scammed out of several million dollars out of her own money and charity's money. And so the Beekeeper went to uh, tell those people that it was unacceptable what they were doing. 
And so that was a fun movie. It wasn't, it wasn't like a, you know, a, a foreign entity or Russian invaders or, you know, some, some, uh, criminal like arms dealer who was trying to get the latest AI. I kind of liked that this was an action movie that didn't have a huge political kind of thing to it where it was somebody, something that affected everyday people and everyday people are affected by these scams and you want to, you want to be careful and protect yourself. There is a new problem on iPhones. It's a Trojan that is called Gold Digger, and it surfaced last year on Android, uh, and it can steal some of your biometric data and, and some other things like that. And uh, now there's a threat that it could possibly end up on iOS. So you want to you wanna keep an eye on it. How do you keep an eye on it? Well, you want to make sure. The timing is very interesting because you know that Apple is being required by the European Union to open up the App Store so that other, other properties can have... Uh, payment methods and delivery of apps through a, a secondary platform. So I find the timing of these things to be fun and interesting. But a security company called Group IB believes that it uh, could be the first iOS Trojan. Well, what's the definition of Trojan? Last week, we talked about a Vision Pro app uh, that is supposed to help you with your eyesight. But hidden inside of it was a pirated movie website. Now, some people would say that that's a Trojan. The definition of a Trojan is there's something in there that you're not expecting. And so you want to be careful about the games, the apps, the things that you that you get in case they have this hidden payload that you were not expecting or that you don't want. So the best way to do that, of course, is to look at the reviews, ask friends and family, have you tried this app? Is this something that, you know, that you've got a value out of? Uh, if there's, you know, I think maybe someday here on Online Tonight, we should probably do a what's your go-to apps. And that way people will have a good idea of what, what can, be, uh, can be used and trusted. And if more and more people kind of mention the same apps over and over, then you know that it's probably fairly safe and that it's not going to contain some of these Trojans in the background. This one does concern me, though, because it, it apparently goes after your uh, face ID and things like that. Online tonight. Stay tuned. Online tonight. All right. This hour is Geek Speak, where we take a tech term and turn it into plain English right before your very ears, is cobwebs. And this explanation is brought to you by Paramount Plus, your favorite Nickelodeon shows, all the Star Trek series, the Transformer movies, plus Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is now available for streaming on Paramount Plus. Find out all they have to offer at OLTTV.com slash stream. That's OLTTV.com slash stream, S-T-R-E-A-M. Now, cobwebs. And this is not the variety that uh, is created by spiders. Though they do have some some commonality with uh, haunted houses in that they're abandoned. 
Uh, like other non-tech namesakes, they tend to hang around in an area that has been neglected. Uh, even though I in one of my studios, I have cobwebs all the time, and I don't know why. I think it's the heat from the sun. The spiders just really love that that window. And man, every other day, I gotta I gotta clean those things off of there. Uh, you know what they say when uh, what goes on the internet stays on the internet, and what a cobweb is is basically an abandoned website, a website that has not been updated in a long time. And some people may say, well, what what defines a long time? Well, for, for you, if you rely on the news or you rely on the health articles or you rely on medical information and it hasn't been updated in a month, well, then then it might be uh, it might be considered a cop website. If it's something from five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, and for some reason the hosting provider is still offering those pages, sometimes the links don't go where you want them to go. But you know, some of the sometimes the image might be missing. Uh, but in general, the website's still there, but it's neglected and it's not it's abandoned. That would also then be considered a cobweb site. That's this hour's geek speak. This show looks just as good with or without your 3D glasses. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. All right. So there's a, you know, there's a lot of competition going on. You've obviously got competition with uh, iMessage and Messenger and several other different chat type of uh, scenario. WhatsApp. You've got Instagram, X, TikTok. YouTube shorts, uh, Facebook shorts, you got a lot of competition there. Well, uh, YouTube shorts is, is uh, really trying to make a push. Uh, they are um, kind of uh, rubbing TikTok's face a little bit into uh, something that was not, was, was not great for TikTok. As, we, as you may remember, we talked about um, Universal Mu- Music Group removing their catalog from TikTok. Well, YouTube Shorts has added music video remixing uh, now to try to attract and bring people over to YouTube Shorts instead of TikTok. So that's that's been kind of an interesting thing. They now let creators add and remix music videos in their shorts. Uh, they had an announcement not too long ago announcing the feature. Uh, YouTube points out that creators can use music videos from artists like Beyonce and others. Uh, even though TikTok is fighting with the record label uh, who represents those exact same artists. So it's, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, I believe recently Taylor Swift removed her tracks from TikTok along with uh, Olivia Rodrigo and Drake, if I recall. They're all part of Universal Music Group, and uh, they have still, I guess, not renewed their licensing deal, and uh, Universal continues to say that TikTok is trying to bully them into a bad deal and they are absolutely not going to do it because they, of course, want their money. They want their artists to get their money. And so so there you go. Uh, it looks like uh, if you want those songs and you want to dance to those or create content that that uh, includes those types of things, then YouTube Shorts right now is your, is your place to go. Is this something that you like to do? Are you a content creator you want to promote your 
your uh, your socials real fast. Give me a ring, 1-800-39-ONLINE. would love to hear from you. Uh, YouTube TV is also letting you know that if you're a sports fan, they absolutely want you to consider them as your primary location. They are now going to help you create a multi-view. It's a new option that is available on YouTube TV, which lets you decide what sports games you want to watch. And so you're going to be able to... the. I was curious if, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm always, I'll have to do some more research on this because I'm not a big college basketball fan and I know there's, you know, a lot going on with there and uh, we're going to be doing brackets sometime soon for March Madness and uh, baseball is just about started. I, I think the first game for the um, spring training is like in a day or two if it hasn't happened already. I know that uh, pitchers and catchers were over there, and at least for some of the teams that I care about, were over there in uh, Arizona on Tuesday, and then other players started showing up, and the first the game is going to be there. I'm curious if this is kind of like a package where you can buy, I want to buy some soccer, I want to buy some basketball, I want to buy some football. Uh, are they going to give me some different pricing tiers based on that, or is this just the ability to have three, four, five windows open at the same time. And they are saying that it's not just NBA, it's not just NCAA games. You're going to be able to personalize the the channels that you want uh, to add to the multi-view. And I haven't actually seen a demo yet of what the screen looks like. And I'm sure that on my uh, you know fairly large screen, at least at my residence, uh, the screens at the studios are a little bit smaller uh, because it seems like the walls here in the studio are a little bit smaller. I wonder if that's why the TVs are smaller. It would be cool to have a whole wall that's just a giant display. Uh, that might be neat. I should probably talk to somebody about that because then I could watch... You know, the news over there and sports over here and uh, my favorite movie over there and just have them, you know, all lined up. So that'd be pre- pretty neat. If you are uh, excited about the multi-view, the, it will be available, uh, I believe, in July. Um, then let me know and tell me how you might use it. Five ways to improve your YouTube experience. A little bit of uh, help from our friends over at Gizmodo, they said that uh, five quick ways to improve your YouTube experience. Well, my wife constantly says to me, or Miss Victoria constantly tells tells me, if you logged into your YouTube account on your television, then it would remember the things that you've watched so that later on when you say, hey, did you see the thing where the, the bird talks to people at, like a human and coughs and everything to get your attention and then I can't find it again? Maybe if I logged in, I would be able to have a history that I could then uh, peruse and then show the the thing that I thought was hilarious one night. That might be one way. Maybe logging in and tracking the information that you that you want might be a good way. Another tip is, depending on your streaming speed and things like that, your television, you might want to set the video quality. You don't always have to have HD. Things don't always look better in HD, especially if they buffer and take forever to load. Uh, There's several more tips there that you can check out. It's online tonight. I'm Max. Stay tuned.
looking around for the phone number, it's 1-800-39-ONLINE. 1-800-396-6546. Online tonight. Silent but deadly. Great to have you with us. My name is Max. The name of the show is Online Tonight. Our toll-free telephone number is 1-800-39-ONLINE. We are going to share with you our movie review in just a moment. This portion of the show is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Hey, it's not Ryan Reynolds. Mint Mobile is cheaper than those big carriers. So you don't have to buy your socks from the thrift store. Ew. And it must be good, because Ryan's mom was in a commercial. Go get something good at OLTTV. Dot com slash mint. That's O-L-T-T-V dot com slash mint. I don't have to spell mint, right? We're standing by to take your call. 1-800-39-ONLINE. Text and email. Text 951-395-1017 or email show at onlinetonight.com. Victoria and I got a chance to see an early screening of Madam Web, which just became available in theaters on Wednesday, Valentine's Day. It's rated PG-13. This is an origin story about the character, because if you know anything about the comic books, it's an old lady. Uh, but this is before the aging. And um, so there you go. Uh, we learn a little bit about the backstory. Casey Webb. Cassie. Cassie Webb. Her birth, the death of her mother, Disney movie. And then we uh, fast forward 30 years to Casey as an adult. It Cassie. is a Disney, Cassie. It is a Disney movie because Disney owns Marvel, yet Sony is the company that spent all the money to make this and bring it to you. So there you go. Uh, She currently works as a paramedic in New York, and after a near-death experience that starts having weird psychic powers, so she can maybe see things or whatever, premonitions, she finds herself on a journey to protect three teenage girls from a masked villain. I'm Victoria. Madam Webb stars Dakota Johnson as Cassie, Mm. Tahar Rahim as the big bad named Ezekiel Sims, Sydney Sweeney, Isabella Merced, and Celeste O'Connor are teens Julia, Anya, and Maddie, respectively. Emma Roberts, Adam Scott, and Zosha Mamet are also part of the cast. And we have early tapes videos of Jennifer's interviews with Sydney Sweeney and Emma Roberts on the Fun Stuff page. I'm not going to get Cassie right, probably, because isn't Cassie the name of Ant-Man's daughter? Huh? Isn't it? I think so. Okay. I think so. All right. So this is why I'm struggling. They shouldn't have used the same name. Out of all of the millions of names. Cassie, I'm like, huh? (laughs) Shouldn't be Cassie. I agree. Uh, I have no skin in the game, so to speak, in this movie. I don't know anything about the comic book series, so I don't really feel that I was necessarily led into a particular area, meaning, you know, especially Miss Jennifer has mentioned this before, big fan of the books, big fan of the comics. And then when the music adapt or the movie adaptation comes, sometimes people are disappointed. Well, I didn't have any disappointment because I didn't really know what was, what was going on. The thing I found weird is I, I felt a little misled because of the poster, it looked like there was kind of like a Spider-Man-y kind of character. And then the, you know, the three girls, the young teenage girls, they kind of look at some of the promo material like they had Spider-Man-y costumes. And then 
Cassie Webb, you would think, okay, she's going to have these spider powers. Uh-huh. And then, you you know, it it either takes so long for you to see or maybe you don't see them at all. It So I was... I did have some expectation going in, but I it, I was it wasn't tied to me being a fan of the comic book. Okay, um, so this is kind of like Spider Man in that there's a spiders biting to get powers, but these are spiders in the wild. These are like natural spiders. These are not genetically modified. They are not radioactive. They are not. These are ones that are disturbed in their natural par- uh, natural habitat. And then bite people and people get powers. Um, that is, essentially, they could also kill you. I learned a couple of things here. One. Are these spiders real? Is that what you're trying to tell us? No, I mean, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, co- contrasting to Spider-Man where they were lab-generated, lab-altered spiders. Oh, okay. That, where he got his powers. Um, one, I learned that even magical Bites from magical spiders cannot cure gunshot wounds. And bites from magical spiders somehow can transmit powers through the bloodstream of the mother to a fetus right before birth. Sure, why not? I mean, it just seemed like it was... And then those powers can lay dormant possibly forever. 30 years. Because... She's 30 years old when she starts having these visions, but only because she dies and is brought back to life. She hadn't died yet. Do you think that she was dead that fast when she hit the water? I don't think she was dead yet when the, the, the veins and the vines and the beautiful light strings came to her. I don't want to give too much away, mm-hmm. but how, I don't know that she was dead yet. You don't die in well, two seconds no, I, of hitting the water. I think it was... You know, once she was fully submerged and she was trapped in the Again, vehicle. you can hold your breath for 30 seconds. Some people are free, free Anyway, divers. what I'm saying is if she had never been in that situation, how much longer would the powers have stayed dormant? If she never, mm-hmm. if nothing traumatic like that happened to her, there would be no story. Okay. I, okay. I'm going to argue with you just a tiny bit on magic spiders. Okay. Okay. When it's a fictional magic spider, a fictional magic spider could heal a bullet a, a gunshot wound it could re, it could make you have x-ray vision super hearing it's a magic it's spider in the for writing. Christ's sake. <laughs> it's 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 a magic spider uh-huh. okay why are you limiting the magic of the spider in, in this fictional world i'm just curious why would are you did you see so something so the movie could happen okay, well this is you and i had the same exact problem with the movie happening why would you put a pregnant woman in the back seat of a of a two door car on the way to the hospital? So the you camera would never could do see her. so that the camera could pick up the person in the front seat. The facial recognition software would then be able to see the person they're looking for. They hid them in the back of the car with the tinted windows, and wouldn't you have put the pregnant woman in the front of I the car? I would have. Yes. Having been a pregnant woman, I would absolutely put the pregnant woman in the easy to get out of. Front exactly. Seat of the car. And you, as a pregnant woman, wouldn't you have demanded that I would you have? I would have said, get off of me. I'm sitting shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to call it. Yeah. Right. The baby called it earlier. And you missed it. Uh, your, your thoughts. Gosh, we didn't even really get into this movie. Um, 
I I enjoyed it for what it was because I had no preconceived notions and I'm interested to see if and where it goes from there. I like the teenagers who clearly weren't teenagers in real life. But um, yeah, I give it a four out of five. I found it to be entertaining. I didn't at all recognize Sweeney at, at all. People have have said, oh, yeah, what did you think of her? I'm like, she wasn't in this movie. Yes, she was. She was the blonde with the glasses. I'm like, no, that's not her. You, The girl that you from that movie that you really like, anybody but you, she's in there. I'm like, she's not in this movie, but apparently she's in this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to four, five, and six out of this movie's franchise. I give it a four and, and three quarters. And Miss Jennifer asked me after after that, she said, what about one, two, and three? What I'm trying to say is I think that it has legs and that there will be there will be many opportunities for sequels and I uh, will probably watch them. And if they uh, entertain me as much as this one, then I, you know, then I, I think it's got some legs and there's no pun intended there just because it's spider related because apparently spiders have a lot of legs. Speaking of superhero movies, uh, of course, I watched the Super Bowl for the ads. Right, I think everybody knows that. I mentioned that several times. And one of the ads I was most excited about was, of course, Deadpool. And Disney wanted to let everybody know that Deadpool has uh, beaten a, a rival uh, in the within its own universe. Even though, as you know, Spider Man, um, Madam Web, and um, what is the other one with the uh, you know the scary face? Uh, Venom. Venom. Thank you. Uh, they're all in the Marvel Universe, but Sony has uh, the rights to make movies of some of those. And then uh, Deadpool was part of, and the X-Men were part of Fox, and then Disney bought Fox. And so it's still within the same family, right? Uh, back in 2021, within 24 hours, when the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out, it had 355 million online views. Well... Deadpool just shattered that. In 24 hours, after the Super Bowl ad, etc., they have an astonishing 365 million views, according to Disney. Are you looking forward to Deadpool as much as I am? Big, big Ryan Reynolds fan. Let me know. Online tonight. Stay tuned. This hour's bookmark, this is www.mnemonic-device.com. Let me spell mnemonic for you. M as in, Nan- as in Mary, N as in Nancy, E-M-O-N-I-C. Mnemonic. Brought to you by Anchor. You probably know Anchor for their dongles, as I call them, but they call them hubs. The Anchor 655 USB-C hub is an 8-in-1. It includes an SD card sl- card slot, a micro SD card slot, two USB ports, those are 10 gig ports, audio, ethernet, and HDMI, all in a nice little sleek device. It's available in two colors. Check out all there is to know about Anchor products at OLTTV.com slash A-N-K-E-R. That's OLTTV.com slash Anchor. Now, some people are good about remembering details from history. I am not one of them. Can't 
really tell you about history, can't spell. Uh, like the names of all the U.S. presidents, right? I know, uh, I know George Washington, and I know the last two. And then I think uh, Reagan and Ford are in there somewhere, but I, I don't really know. Miss Victoria, Monday is President's Day, so I thought I would take a look at a mnemonic device for help. Now, when you were in the elementary, junior high, and high school, you had one that you remembered. Is that true? I do, and I only just recently learned that I had it wrong. Uh-oh. Uh, the one that I always used to trot out when I needed it was, will a jolly man make a jolly president? But it turns out that it's actually, will a jolly man make a jolly visitor? Somehow I was trying to move Polk up in there, I guess. But um, So I didn't know until I looked at this site that I had that wrong. All right, so part of a mnemonic is... Uh, that you use a, a rhyme or a another kind of vocal trick. It's the first letter of each word. Right. And so the W would would be for Washington. Mm-hmm. Would a. Uh, so that would be like Adams. Mm-hmm. All right. And so that's how you. Ha- I mean, you still have to know the names of all the presidents. That's the problem. So B is for what? So V is for what? Van Buren. Oh, okay. See, I would never have gotten that. Now, can I read you the one that they have that's really long that names all but the last two? H- how long will it take you? Uh, just a minute. All right. Go sure. ahead. When a joke made me a joker, Van held the poker, the fiery poker, but Long John Grant had gone and chased his crazy mooses round the West hollerin. Can't help rinse those empty kettles just now, friend. Colanders rinse bad cabbage best, obviously. And then you would add. Who's remember and that? then you would add. Uh, tomorrow will be better, or I don't. Tomorrow's know. better. Tomorrow's better. Yeah. For uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, if you would like to learn how to use that technique on how to remember the presidents or chemistry or geography, history or more, then check out our bookmark. This at www.mnemonic-device.com. I will put that up in the show notes for today, obviously, because if you're like me, you'll spell mnemonic wrong and you'll probably miss the hyphen. So www.mnemonic-device.com. That's this hour's bookmark this. Online tonight. Where the quality of our answers just might surprise you. This is Online Tonight. Now, here's Max. Don't the answers always surprise you? Surprise me most of the time. Hey, you know what's kind of fun? At least uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to handle it because, you know, the uh, the Gen Zers out there are very into the social media and they like to share their opinions and they have a lot of things on their mind. But apparently they are into some retro stuff. And, and that's great. I love retro stuff. I remember back in the old days when... You know, that big metal phone on your wall wasn't even owned by you. You, you, you had to pay the phone company for the, for the right to have a phone on top of paying for the line and the per minute charge. Well, uh, Gen Z is bringing back landline phones because they think they're cool. And they, uh, they love the twisted cord or twirling the cord, one of the, one of the two, uh, some are ditching their iPhones for flip phones, and they're bringing back digital cameras. And 
The iPod Mini is making a, a comeback as a, a hair clip and some other things. And so it's very interesting that the, the Gen Zers are, are interested in some of these older retro phones. But got some bad news for those Gen Zers because unless you can get them converted into uh, a cellular type of, of setup, then you're, you might not have any use for the phone other than a paperweight or a nice decoration on your uh, YouTube set. Because AT&T, as an example, in the Bay Area, up in Northern California, the San Francisco Bay Area, that includes San Jose, Santa Clara, Mountain View, Oakland, Hayward, Napa, you know, that, that type of area. They are uh, causing a little bit of controversy and outrage because the telecommunications giant has said that they want to pull out all the copper that's in the ground. They want to stop having to offer landline service uh, in California, uh, especially the Bay Area. And those people, especially the people who live out in, say, like Fairfield or Napa or Marin or some of these places where they really rely on that, especially for medical information, where there are no reliable cell towers. Can you believe that? There are still parts of the country that can't get cell service. I, uh, I actually go down to wine country not too far from, from where the studio is located, Southern California. Sometimes we, we try to you know pop down there. There's a couple of casinos and there's a, and there's a uh, couple wineries and there is absolutely no cell service. So what happened if the phone company decided they wanted to yank out uh, the copper out of the ground and I choke on my what is it thing what is the thing I like that board with the cheeses a crudite what is that thing charcuterie called? charcuterie I don't know why I can never remember this word but what if I choke on my salami or something and, or a cheese cube and I need to call 911 and there's no cellular service out there we need to have at least I think we still need to have landlines that's important. Uh, but I'm very curious to see how the millennials are going to, re- not the millennials, the Gen Zers are going to react uh, if they have these nice new fancy phones that they've, you know, they bought on eBay or Etsy or someplace like that. They're very happy with it. I know that you love, Miss Victoria, your candlestick phone. It's very, it's very Adam's family or Munster's. I mean, that vision is, is, is beautiful. And I, I love those phones. But then to not be able to use them or plug them in, that could be uh disheartening for some people don't forget if you've missed any portion of the show you can head over to onlinetonight.com where we put in all of the bookmark this is so that it's easier for you to type you don't have to type you can just click it'll take you right there to the page that we talked about and of course the podcast is there you can listen to the podcast right from the website or you can click on the itunes podcast subscription button and it will load it up in your uh, podcast app it's online tonight stay tuned Online Tonight is produced and copyrighted by Smart Family Media. All rights reserved. Host, Maxwell Smart. Producer and other hats worn by Victoria Smart. Views and opinions expressed are those of the host, guest, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, affiliates, or other advertisers.